Mmm, boba. Boba's amazing. I used to not like boba, and I've grown to like boba. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I like the taro, the taro root, because you know I like my root vegetables. Mm-hmm. I like the taro root cream blast um, boba tea. I don't know. That's what it's called at the place I go to. Gotcha. Okay. It's like a lavender color. Nice. It's pretty. It tastes good. I like anything tropical. Do you? Yeah. Mango, I would orange. never take you as a beachy kind of guy. Oh, Are totally. you a beachy guy? Yes, I'm a beachy guy. Definitely. Okay. I would love to be like drinking pina coladas on a beach right now. You and Jack great. Johnson just uh, yes. strumming along. Yes, sounds great. And your hammocks. And maybe Captain Jack Sparrow, too. Ooh. That'd be really fun. Oh my gosh. That'd be super Do you know fun. when we first moved to Texas, Raleigh was four years old and it was Halloween time and that was he dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow. Nice. As a four-year-old. That's cool. Andrew dressed up as Harry Potter and he was two. That's probably not completely appropriate that we watched a lot of Harry Potter. He didn't understand what was going on. Why wouldn't that be appropriate? I don't know. It, it just, not not appropriate. Maybe that's the wrong word. Just um, a little scary. Advanced. A little scary. Yeah, yeah. those dementors are not I've, I've never, for the faint of heart. I've never seen Harry Potter. So I saw like the second to last movie in the theater because my cousins wanted but to go see it. You can't just skip it. to the second to last. And then I saw some of like the second movie and I was just really unimpressed and I never went back to it. <sighs> Yeah. Me and this guy. Yeah. Mm. Lord of the Rings, greater than Harry Potter. Just, okay. I've yeah. never seen them. Well, Do I need to? Yeah, they're great. Okay. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying Harry Potter isn't great. A lot of people... I haven't read the books either. A lot okay. of people are like, you, you got to read the books. So sorry. They're I impressive. I have that much time on my hands, honestly. Audio on a, on a road trip. Yeah. Not when I can. I mean, not when I can have anything by Stephen King, like playing, like. All right. Yeah. And so. And so. <laughs> it's time. It's time to. It's time. Cheers and granita. I I wish we. I really do wish we had a coffee sponsor. I wish we had rotating coffee sponsors. Oh. Well, let's work on that. We should just say. This week's sponsored by. This week's brought to you by this coffee shop. Hmm. You know, they spend a hundred bucks. We drop their name. All seven of our listeners <laughs> get to get to hear about. Don't say that you're making. Get to hear about me. Summer Moon or PJs, <laughs> who and both of those coffee places don't need our help in the slightest. Not at all. There's nothing we can um, offer them. Thanks. Yep. I guess. Yep. We, <laughs> we said your name in a microphone at a church. Give us money. Let's do it. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. You have lots of colorful pens. You know what? It is very important for me to be able to write in in different colors. Okay. All right. Because what happens is I'll take one mm-hmm. from home, mm-hmm. and then when I get here and I'll start writing something, I'm like, mm, I, and then I want to write in a different color. If I don't have it, it's just a little frustrating. Is it because... So I've decided to bring them with Is me. it usually different topics, different... Yeah, but it doesn't like go for... I don't have like, oh, the blue is when we reference a song. It's just, um, yeah, like the main idea will be one color. And then if and then if I have like a squirrel thought, mm-hmm. whoop, i got to write that with a different color. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It's like in lieu of highlighting or underlining or underscoring, I'm just going to use a different color. Okay. What about asterisks? Do you still use those? Mm. I cannot believe Asterisk, I said that word asterisk. correct. <laughs> asterisk, I had to concentrate a- so much to say that. How did you say it? Asterisks. 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 That's three times in a row. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, asterisks. you don't get a gold star because I don't. Um, I don't. Can use I get a, a gold asterisk? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I even have a gold pen. Um, you can. With it, really you know is what? Gold. Cool. I kind of um favor. Hearts. I've been doing hearts with one. Um, I know. Am I in elementary school? Maybe. Maybe. Um, hearts with one 
stroke. Like I don't want to pick my pen up. And I think that's from using my phone too much. Because mm-hmm. when I want to draw it on my phone, ah. if I pick my if I pick my finger up, I could go off the page or it could click something else and then I'm not in the draw mode and then I'm all Okay. So I stay on. When do you draw a heart on your phone? Snapchat. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I've never I'll take pictures. Like I'll I'll take a picture of my coffee and send it to Andrew and I'll take and I'll snap it. And then I'll do a heart around my coffee cup. Aww. And then he's like, oh my gosh, that's not fair. Are you still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you send one back that says, it's a picture of his bill for school. <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah, a lot of things aren't mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Life yeah. isn't fair. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. We should podcast now. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Let's do it. Hi, Nikki. Hello, James. How's it going? That sounded very professional. It did. It sounded good. It sounded like we were on NPR. It is. Ooh. And someone else was was, uh, producing for us. That's crazy. Like behind a little glass booth. A booth. Did you ever watch News Radio? I did. A little bit, yeah. It was. It was was funny. Yeah. Um, It's going well. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, So we are uh, coming up on our fifth episode, right? I I I think this will be our fifth episode. Um, we might have, no, yeah, this is our fifth episode. Apologies for not, um, apologies for being announcing that we're releasing stuff or releasing stuff. We're just living up to our name. Yeah, we are. We are. We're living up to our name. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the current week that we're in right now, the podcast was a day late. So, uh, you know what? we apologize. We're just real people. We're just real people. Our authenticity right. runs deep. Mm-hmm. That's what you're, that's what you're, you're paying for whenever exactly. you listen to this podcast is our authenticity. I think. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, we're just ordinary people, like John Legend would say. Uh, that song, Ordinary Would he people. say that? Yeah, he's got that song, Ordinary People. It was like his first hit. Oh, I'm not going to well. sing it. You're going to have to hum it. It's like, we're just ordinary people. Hmm. No, 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 no. I, I must anyway. have not been listening to pop at that time. That That's okay. Least. That's fine. Um, it was a weird reference anyway. Okay. Um, but we are, we are very, uh, very normal people. And we are, I think going to be talking about um like some ordinary people stuff today and and i think maybe some stuff that uh very maybe sneakily craftily uh gets in between uh us and our relationship with god we're a little bit going to be talking about pride today we haven't really called it that yet in our preparation but i think that's really kind of what we're talking about and uh we're going to be kind of relating that back to our theme so far this season of mystery, of really kind mm. of, uh, um, allowing ourselves to, to go deep with mm-hmm. God, uh, to really, to really bond with him, to really be, uh, in the same, kind of the same space, uh, physical space, mental space, spiritual space, um, as, as the Lord. Right. And we're going to look at a couple of, um, different scriptures, uh, different, different places in scripture where, um, you know, pride among Jesus as followers, uh, came up and how Jesus kind of dealt with that. Um, it relates to mystery. We're going to be talking to uh, some some friends uh, later in the season um, who have some different perspectives, uh, even different spiritualities, right? Mm-hmm. So they in- encounter Christ and and uh, encounter God in some different ways. And we not only want to be very um, aware of those differences and very respectful of those differences, but we also want to put ourselves in a good position to learn mm-hmm. from those differences and to learn from what uh, other people in our community can can teach us about God, how they uh, experience and interact with God. Um, if you're a diehard Catholic and you're listening to this and you're kind of thinking, well, everyone should just be Catholic, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're not necessarily saying no to that, right? What we are saying is that um, the word Catholic means universal. Right. And so there is uh, a sense of universality uh, among Christians that we want to explore and mm-hmm. that we want to get uh, into better touch with um, our Christian brothers and sisters or even our non-Christian brothers and yeah. sisters uh, in a way of just um, just learning how they relate to the Lord and maybe applying some of those positive, good things to our own lives, to our own spiritual lives. Yeah. Um, I like that. I'm getting a little Therese of the Sioux vibe Yeah, with her whole, you know, um, her little quote on the flowers. Like if they were all, if they were all lilies, I don't know if that's what it was, whatever she said, Yeah, something like if they're all the same, it would be kind of boring and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's so much we can learn from each other and it just paints our picture so much more beautifully when there's a variety of, um, 
experiences to learn from. Exactly. And there is, you know, it, it all, it all kind of, and we've talked about it a little bit, uh, in the episode we just released. Um, we'll talk about it some more, but it all kind of starts from this, this, the sense of humanity, the sense of community, right? Us responding to the presence of God in one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, that's a difficult thing to kind of keep in perspective. Um, real quick before we kind of jump into our conversation today, I think one way that we can do that is, uh, is just really by kind of remembering that, uh, the, the rules, the lessons, all the stuff that God has, has given to us, uh, in order to, um, to draw us home, whether that's Mm -hmm. a particular religion or our own spirituality, our own spiritual gifts, whatever those things are that we feel like uh, you know, God is, is calling us to, right? Those things are for us as much as they're for anyone else and vice versa. Us as an individual. As an individual, mm-hmm. right? So so when we um, worry about when we focus on our relationship with God first, meaning I'm not going to necessarily walk into the room and look at Nikki and go, she's not praying the right way, or mm-hmm. she's not saying the right thing or doing the right thing or, or kind of being the right way, quote unquote. I'm going to worry about what God is calling me to, and I'm going to let everybody else's sort of chips fall, right, right. where they may. And um, I know for a lot of maybe our, our listeners that are more evangelically minded, that's tough because there is this sense that, um, well, we do want to share these great things. We do want to kind of tell people, hey, right. let's do things the, the right way, right in, in quotation marks, right? Um, but I, I think that that puts the puts the cart before the horse a little bit mm. in the sense that that you know, throughout Jesus's uh, ministry, throughout the, you know, those three years in the gospel where we, we, we can really read about his time on earth. Um, people are coming up to him all the time, right. With these kind of ideas about what he should do next mm-hmm. and, and maybe what he should do, um, in his Messiah ship mm-hmm. Messiah. I, I don't know what to call that. Right. But in his, in his, um, in his sense of, of power, like coming from, from his kingship, Kind of how he should rule, mm-hmm. right? And every single time, Jesus is like, "Wait a minute, like, bruh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop thinking as a as a person, kind of thinking small, small fries, right? And you gotta, you gotta give me an opportunity to really show you, kind of the the scope that we're dealing with here. And what's really because beautiful about that, yeah, it it it, to- it totally exceeds our expectations, mm-hmm. our imagination. What's really beautiful about that to me is that it starts with us as individuals. Mm. So Jesus is way more worried about what's going on in your heart. He's way more worried about, it is lovely. It is lovely. It's also really hard. I think it is, it can be really tough. So we're going to kind of break that open today. I hope that made sense. Break that Um, open. Yeah. So, um, are we ready? Ready. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, I had something really cool happen to me yesterday. I haven't talked to you about this at all. Oh my all. gosh, this is a surprise. So I, I'm, I saw your face light up and now I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. So oh, I, I called, uh, things, things here at work, uh, have been a little bit crazy. Um, I was also kind of offered this, um, op- this opportunity kind of through work, uh, to help out at a couple of retreats next week. I had, um, some kind of friend time, bro time, music time planned with a musician friend of mine. Um, and so I had to call him yesterday. We were both really excited about it. I had to call him yesterday and reschedule, right? Because of some of this work stuff that's coming up. Um, and of course I was thinking, you know, he's going to be mad at me or something like that. He wasn't, Uh, his name's Matt. He's a great guy. Um, he was super cool and understanding. He does a lot of ministry work as well. So it it was something that we both, you know, he could, he could kind of understand where I was coming from, but we got into this, uh, little bit of a bro conversation. He was just like, Hey man, you know, how's life been treating you? And, and, um, it was, it was nice to, to just kind of talk to someone, uh, that I don't get to see or talk to very often. And he told me about this experience that he had where he got, um, he got invited to like this family gathering. I don't want to go into too many details just cause I don't want to give it away, but, um, he got invited to like this family gathering and, and he had always, uh, you know, family and friends and he had always kind of wanted to be um, really good friends with this one person that was there. And, and he, mm. he knew that they like had a lot in common and he, he enjoyed kind of spending time with this person and, and they had similar tastes in like music and different things like that. And, um, it just never amounted to anything, right? This mm. friendship just kind of never really took blossomed. root. It never blossomed. Right. And, 
um, he was a little bit like not heartbroken, but he was just kind of like, man, that, that kind of sucks, you know, like that's yeah. not cool. And, and he said he was kind of, uh, at this, uh, family and friends gathering, kind of feeling that. And it just kind of hit him like a ton of bricks. Like Jesus used to be that desire for me. Like that's where, mm-hmm. like I used to have that desire mm-hmm. about Jesus, right? Like that I want to be best friends, absolute bros, homies with mm-hmm. Jesus and he said, and somewhere along the way, and Matt is a great guy. He's, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. Um, he's got a, a wife and a new baby and, and, you know, he's a, a great career and, and different things. And, you know, he's, he's very, very blessed. And so it was, it was powerful and kind of, um, I was kind of like dumbstruck that he said that, that he felt that way. Cause I kind of see him from the outside and it's like, that guy's kind of, he's kind of got it all right. Yeah. He's kind of got it all figured out. And he was in a very vulnerable way, kind of opening up to me you know, that he doesn't have it all mm-hmm. figured out. And that, um, you know, a lot of times the missing piece, right, in his in his life, and Matt is a very faithful person, the missing piece in his life is Christ. Like the thing that's kind of missing sometimes mm. is that relationship with Christ. And I immediately saw myself in his little witness of faith, right, mm-hmm. that that he had recognized that and it was really kind of giving him a lot of clarity about other relationships about his relationship with God, really kind of helping him to see um, where he needs to invite God in these places mm. in his life where he really needs to invite God in, and, and how, how how grateful he was for that clarity, and him sharing that with me made me realize kind of the same thing. Like, what? Okay, I I want best friends. I want these fun experiences. I want you know the best that life has to offer. Why am I not? encouraging or or maybe looking to Christ to fill that mm. void for me right or at least to be um the 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 one thing necessary in mm-hmm. my life right to be the one thing that I take into all of those different situations and so um I immediately uh thought of the story of Martha and Mary which you brought up earlier which was really cool um, crazy I immediately thought of that and so we're going to talk a little bit about that today um, but before we do, I wondered if there's, um, you know, I, I think Martha and Mary is a pretty well-known story. We can we can read through it for sure. Um, but I wonder, Nikki, as a mom and as a um, as a What's as a person in the church to describe me okay. <laughs> as a, as a person in the church who is always, uh, you strike me as someone who feels compelled to do the work. Mm-hmm. You are very much a a self-starter, a motivated person, someone who kind of recognizes the things that are necessary to do all the stuff that's got to get done. And you're like, okay, put me on it. Mm -hmm. Right. As that, as having that personality, is it, is it difficult Two two questions? One, is it difficult? Is it, is it more difficult to see your successes or failures? Like which ones kind of stick out more? And then two, is it, um, do you ever find yourself just kind of getting lost in the minutia of life as opposed to like staying anchored to this hmm. relationship with God? Good questions. Good questions. What was the first one again? The first one was, was, do you, do you, when you, when you look at your life, uh, do you recognize the successes or the successes failures? Okay. You know, you, uh, when you said minutia, totally got distracted. That word just really, yeah. I got a thing for vocabulary and that's one of those things. Um, I think, um, are are you talking ministry? Well, you know, James, here's the deal. You can take those questions however, however you want to take them. I want to say, I can't even answer it just ministry wise because I'm really trying hard to live my life integrated as someone who lives with Jesus all the time. So, um, so for me, ministry is not, it it happens at church, but it also happens at my kid's school. It happens in my neighborhood and outside of, on my driveway with my neighbors and and that kind of thing. I want to bring those things to the forefront. Do I see my successes or failures more when it comes to that? Since I tend to be a self-starter, I think for the most part, I see the successes. Well, it's kind of like when it's gone good. You see the successes. And when things are kind of starting to dwindle as far as attendance, I might think of the failures. 
but I tend to lean towards the successes because that's where I see Jesus and that's where the joy is for me. Okay. Um, and that's not to sugarcoat because I definitely spend a fair amount of time assessing um, failures or um, when things aren't working well, right? If I'm not achieving the goal, if it's mm-hmm. to, you know, put on this um, a praise and worship night, if, if that doesn't come to be, I'm definitely going to be spending some time looking at w- where that failed. I don't know if I'm answering the question. Right. No, I, no, I think you are. I think you are. So, so uh, let me, let me, let me explain. I feel I guess. lost in my thoughts. No, that's okay. Let me explain like why I asked the question. So sometimes like I, I, I have a tendency to be a Martha, right? And we'll talk about okay. what that means here in a minute. I have a tendency to just kind of be doing the work. Um, and I really have to work at focusing on Christ when I'm doing the work. Right? Okay. I can kind of go into autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really focused on Jesus. I'm just kind of going down my checklist and getting stuff done, whether it's for ministry, whether it's in my my personal life, whatever, in my even in my prayer life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm praying. I'm not really focused on building a relationship. I'm not really letting God uh, respond to my prayers. I'm not giving Him the time to do that, ah, right? So there's these things that gotcha. that, that kind of happen that that um, that that really kind of take my focus away from. Mm-hmm this personal relationship with Christ. When I say successes and failures, I guess what I, what I mean is, is for me, um, it's a lot easier for me to recognize the failures I get, Mm. um, in again, into that autopilot mode. And when things are successful, I have to be very intentional about looking around, having some gratitude. Okay. Um, I see what you're saying, you know, Whereas the failures, it's like, oh, I got to put that fire out right now, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, this kid that was in my youth ministry program from 10 years ago is really struggling with XYZ. And why wasn't I a better youth minister for that person? Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, so stuff like yeah. that, that, that is really, I mean, saying it out loud, it's even kind of silly, yeah. right? Um, but I allow that to, to get in the way. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing um, the Martha Mary parable as... Um, you know, I don't know if you're aware of these little dolls that they have where um, it's it's one one doll, one toy, but on one side it's the, this doll, like Little Red Riding Hood, and on this side it's the Big Bad Wolf, but it's all stitched together, and you can like flip it over, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Martha and Mary like that, right? Like okay. we're, we all have Martha and Mary tendencies mm-hmm. within us. Okay. So it's kind of like um, which way is it leaning uh, closer towards sounds like you lean more towards Martha. Mm-hmm. I definitely lean more towards Mary, and you know, they're both saints, so it's yeah, it's all yeah, good, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we all have both qualities. Sure. Um, I tend to get real um, bossy about my Maryness and claiming that Martha is a bad thing when it works in my favor, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's not I fair. That. I do that to Matt, you know, like okay. stop being a Martha, you know, sit with me and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he's very much motivated by cleaning and picking up and making things nice. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to ministry things for me, I think I tend to see the successes in the sense of Jesus being present because I don't know if you know this, but my favorite mystery is one of the joyful mysteries, the visitation. Mm-hmm. And I think when I am doing ministry and even when I'm anticipating doing ministry, I remember, or at least I visualize in my head and in my heart, that image of Mary and Elizabeth meeting for the first time with their pregnancies and um, that image of John the Baptist jumping so that Elizabeth was aware that he was aware of who Mary was carrying. Mm -hmm. And I think when I, when I'm doing ministry, I sense that I sense that I'm being called to see Jesus in other people. And I mean, that's, if we're talking mystery, that's the only thing that I can use to explain how and why I get so revved up about, um, gatherings okay like it feels like something i need like water and shelter and all those things i need to gather with people who are seeking 
truth and seeking the Lord. Sure, and I, and I think uh, I think it really really beautifully illustrates that like seeking that one thing that's necessary, mm. right? So so ah, tying the it, one thing. So tying it back to 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 Martha and Mary, mm-hmm. you know Mary's you know Mary's success in that moment, the thing that Jesus yeah. really kind of kind of is excited about is the fact that she is looking for him, yeah. right? And she's not looking for him as like a as like a side dish or maybe as an effect of something. Like she's looking for him to kind of be it. Yeah. Right? Like like he's 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 everything that she needs, mm-hmm. right? And and not just uh in that moment or mm-hmm. not just for um you know for like a particular amount of time or a particular situation, but I, I think Jesus really makes the point in that yeah. story that okay, this is this is the thing that she needs all the time, and it's the one thing that is going to kind of carry her through mm. whatever life brings. I think the lesson that Martha teaches is that when you are, um, and again, you're you're like the visitation illustrates this perfectly. Elizabeth could have been really worried about the fact that she was having company. Mm-hmm. She she could have been totally. You know, out of the moment, in her head, distracted. about you know, distracted, different Does things. Does the house look to... okay? Do I have enough for her yeah, to eat? Do exactly. we have a place for her to sleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 she's so focused on on Mary and Jesus's arrival, um, and and so kind of overtaken by the presence of God, uh, you know, in in that moment, that you know, even to John the Baptist, even to this this you know this baby in her womb. Uh, the presence of God is is manifest, right? Mm. That, that you know, and and so so to me, there is um, some real beauty in kind of linking those two stories together mm-hmm. and kind of seeing how okay, when I am focused on Jesus, and especially when I'm focused on Jesus in community, right? Yeah, in the presence of other people, um, that's a powerful thing. Yeah, and that's something that that kind of radiates beyond, you know, may, maybe even beyond what we understand, right? As as kind of limited human beings in our understanding of a given situation. I was mm-hmm. talking with a friend about, about going to mass, right. And mm-hmm. how, um, she had, she had heard the, uh, the, the, the there's a, a very popular father, Mike Schmidt's talk that he's, he's given a few times. You can find it on YouTube where he talks about, you know, praying the mass and what it mm-hmm. means to really pray when you're in mass and, and what it means to really, um, use that time as your prayer. Right. So, okay. so you're kind of taking responsibility for, offering up the gifts and offering up your stuff and kind of putting, really putting your stuff, your life at the mm-hmm. foot of the cross in those moments during mass and how he, he uses the phrase, how that changes the world. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it changes you. It's not just that it changes your, you know, your little parish or, you know, your experience, but it changes the world, right? Because prayer is effective. Yeah. And so when we're, when we're in those moments of community, right. And we're looking at, um, you know, we're, 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 we're looking at someone else and really seeking to humble ourselves before Christ in the presence of that other person. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not letting the pride get in the way. We're not letting the distractions get in the way. I really think that that, you know, prayer, because that's what that is, that connection, that's a, that's a prayer. Right. And, and that prayer has the effect of revealing the heart of God to us, mm-hmm. really revealing like the presence of God to us. And of course that changes things. Anytime yeah. that we allow God to, to kind of work through us, we become that transparent instrument of God. Um, our attitude changes, our, our hopes and desires change, our, our will even changes, right? We become more united with the will of God. And I guarantee you that person um, sitting across from you, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they might be thinking or whatever, um, they can feel that difference too. Mm. That's, that's something that they are really, um, that they're, that they're, you know, they're not, um, that's not just something that's going on in your heart, in your head, right? That's something that's going on for them too. And, um, now hopefully they're open to it. Hopefully they're, you know, hopefully they're willing to, to kind of let their, their walls come down as well. Um, but it is a really beautiful thing to kind of think about that we can, we can be that, um, that intercessor. Or conduit. Yeah, we can be that conduit for, for, for one another. Very cool. Cool. Okay. We said that we would talk about pride. Yep. Actually, I think I said that. I'm you really did. I'm really burpy today. I'm sorry. Why are you so, I don't it's know. It's the soda. It's the uh-huh. soda. Yeah, I had that soda. <laughs> 
Why do I feel like I just shamed you? It's okay. That's all right. No, I'm just a scientist. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a scientist. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, like the Coldplay song. Okay. (gasps) That's a good song. Yeah. Um, so we said that we would talk about pride. Mm -hmm. I want to, uh, check out the gospel, um, for this, uh, this next Sunday. So, not the Sunday that you're hearing. This would have been the gospel that we just read when this comes out. Which is right? the what? 29th? Yeah, the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Um, this is from Mark. Uh, this is chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Um, it's, a, it's another powerful one. We're going through the gospel of Mark right now uh, in, uh, at our kind of current yeah. place mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Catholic Church. And uh, the gospel of Mark is full of... Um, Jesus, sometimes subtly and sometimes not so subtly, letting his disciples know um, that they don't know anything, (laughs) Uh, that they don't have nearly nearly as much figured out exactly as maybe uh, maybe they think they do. So, um, but let's take a look. It is a very um, it is a very loving. uh, You know, Jesus does everything in charity. He does everything with love. It you is can very, say the, the, the hard truths. <laughs> it, it is a very yeah. loving scripture, but there are, there, there, um, there is some, some hardness there and mm-hmm. it's, and it's hardness for the sake of guys, I'm giving you, um, uh, I'm showing you where the path is, mm-hmm. right. I'm showing you where the path is because that's the path that's going to lead you to success. It's going to lead you to a better relationship with me, etc. Right. Well, let's read it. Uh, this is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to him, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That upside-down kingdom. It is a very upside-down kingdom. The first thing that just blows my mind right off the bat. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Is that not... With every movie that has a genie or something in it, oh, give me it's all my to- wishes. It's totally making Jesus I a wanna, genie. Yeah. Totally, totally, right? Like just that we can kind of snap our fingers and there's this this benevolent force in the world that's just going to give us whatever we want. Do you think this was just like a glimpse moment of like them being um, a, a finally like exhaling after the few <gasps> moments of Maybe. being like, ooh, ooh, he could probably do stuff for us. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I really I really do think there must have been kind of this buildup in their mind of, okay, Wait, this, guy's, do this guy's really the Messiah. <laughs> he's really all powerful. And he's our friend. And he's our friend. So let's, you know, like, let's Use take advantage. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's that... He's that guy that's got the the really cool like lake house. So uh, you want to be friends with him in the summer, absolutely. So that he he takes you you know he takes you on vacation, right? Um, Jesus's reply guys. though is really is really kind of beautiful. He says, "What do you wish me to do for you?" And that's I, very sweet. Of and him. I think there's a part of Christ that is is hoping for them that their their hearts are in the right place, yeah. right? And that and that he's that they're asking for right peace they're, on earth. Or, or just their own salvation, right? Or they, that or that they want to be closer to him. Yeah. Jesus, I want to be, you know, I want to be closer to you, right? Imagine if, imagine if this, um, you know, you know Saint Francis had the benefit of of knowing the rest of the gospel, right? But just mm-hmm. imagine if this conversation had been between Jesus and Saint Francis, and Saint mm-hmm. Francis would have said something like, you know, Lord, I, all of these, all of these poor people that are around me, like. Can we help them? Right. Of yeah. course, Jesus is going to say, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it yeah. Right. Like let's, you know, um, and, and, 
you know, so it, it really kind of depends on our motivations, right? But I think this shows that the disciples are very human and their, yeah. mo- and their motivations are very, very human. And by that, I mean, you know, immature, especially yeah. in the light of what we know about the gospels. Right. We have the benefit of the gospels. But I will say this. I treat Jesus like this often. Like a vending machine. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I just a Jesus shaped vending machine. Uh-huh. I go to him and I say, God, I really Can need another yeah. X, Y, Z to meet this requirement or to fill this need or, you know, to, I need, you know, I need another hour in the day here, or I need, I need this person. There's this, this person that's upset with me for whatever reason. And I need this person to not be upset. Could anymore. you please give them amnesia? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And what that, what that does, I think is it, it not only, um, kind of minimizes who Christ is, mm-hmm. right? So it's not, it's not very respectful of Christ's dignity as Christ, yeah. right? Um, but it also really limits our ability to interact with him, yeah. right? It really limits our ability uh, to be the men and women that he's calling us to be oh. and to accomplish the, the mission of the gospel that he's kind of set before us, right? Wow. And so when we, um, is that necessarily like, like pride in the sense that I am, I'm greater than God or I'm, you know, I'm like the, like we talk about the pride of the fall. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily, maybe we're not all looking at it that way, but I think, uh, it's important to remember that like we've already talked about with Martha and Mary, that when, when we put God first, that's when the best things can happen. Mm. So if we want the best outcomes for anything, right. James and John, they weren't, they weren't trying to, to, you know, to take over the world or anything like that. They just, they wanted, they, they wanted a seat at the table, right? Yeah. An important seat at the table. We've all felt that before. Um, I'm with the band. But that's a really slippery slope, yeah. right? It's a really slippery slope and it's something that can turn into, uh, you know, this really terrible sort of aggrandized sense of self and pride if we're not, yeah. if we're not careful. Can I share with you a little perspective sure. from the parenting genre? Mm-hmm. So when you were saying that, I was thinking of this very um, recent interaction with my kids where um, I'm just thinking of God the Father and what it must feel like when we ask and don't come back. Because I have just had that with my kids where I have felt just completely used mm-hmm. and, and like just um, like they perceive me as existing just for their benefit mm-hmm. without investing in me in the sense of asking how I can help asking how, you know, um, interacting with me in any way other than an ask. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're just talking about. How we can come to God sometimes with just the asks. I will tell you n- not from God's perspective. Cause I don't know his perspective per se mm-hmm. exactly, but as a parent, Oh, it feels, it just feels empty and sad because I want relationship with my kids mm-hmm. and I would, he wants relationship with us. He not only wants relationship with us, he wants to give us the best of everything that he can. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that in that he's limited, but our, our world is, is limited. Right. Mm-hmm. So he can't, he can't snap his fingers and make us all millionaires. Like that wouldn't make sense. Right. Um, right. But, um, it's, it's kind of like you talk about parenting. It's kind of like, and, and maybe your kids have done this. Your kids are like, I'm hungry. Right. And they, they're, they're griping about being hungry and you're like, okay, we're going to eat. And in your kid's mind, that might mean Mm Chick-fil-A or Whataburger or something that they want. Something extravagant. Right. Yeah. For you, it might mean, you know, you're going to have broccoli later. Or whatever is in the fridge. Whatever's in the fridge, right? You're going to have leftovers. And we've already had that twice this week, but that's what you're going to have. And it might be because, you know, maybe they really like that. Maybe that's like, you know, wonderful. But it also might be, this is what's best for our family. It also might be, this is what's best for you health-wise. Mm-hmm. Or you've had Chick-fil-A three times this week. We can't do that again yeah. because you're a growing young person that needs vegetables, right? So, right. so there's this, there's also this, this sense, I think in this story of, of, you know, Jesus really kind of saying, look, I know how this turns out. I know what the plans are. I know the direction that God, the father is taking me and taking us in those plans, I can see it very clearly and you can't. And 
this ask is sort of ignorant of the the broader purpose of of the ministry here of, yeah. of the gospel, right? Which is for everyone to establish this relationship with God, this you know God in the flesh, and. You know, I not only is that tough for kids to kind of wrap their brain around, they don't understand why they can't have Whataburger seven days All a week, the time. right? Yeah. Um, if you're listening, not in Texas, Whataburger is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the best thing. Um, but they don't understand why they can't have whatever they want all the time, yeah. right? And and I think as we mature in our spiritual life, there there we we do have to kind of face those growing pains of of kind of letting God be in control of our future. And be in control of maybe a murky future, maybe a, maybe a future that doesn't feel like it's it's totally been um, uh, figured out yet, right? In a, in a lot of ways. And so um, he goes on to say, like, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized? He's talking about two things. One, he's talking about making a commitment, and then he's talking about martyrdom. Yeah. He's talking about the fact that he is going to be killed. He's going to be crucified. And all of the disciples, except for John, John yeah. are going to be killed too. And John is going to be exiled to yeah. an island. He's going to die alone, right? Um, how, just, I mean, how crazy is that, right? Yeah. And so they leave this conversation kind of thinking, well, I probably can't do that. Jesus knows, nope, if you're my disciple, you're going to have to yeah. do that. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to kind of, kind of live that life of of the Paschal mystery, right? You're going to have to live that life of sacrifice and, and die that death of sacrifice, right? Um, and so, you know, kind of bringing that back to, um, to to seeing to seeing God in one another, to seeing God in humanity, to kind of making those connections. Um, how how difficult is it then for us sometimes to see that, you know, when that person maybe walks in the room who we don't like, or that person that we've never met before, whatever that obstacle is between me and me and this other person, Mm -hmm. um, it is a sacrifice to see Christ in them. It is a sacrifice. It it is, it is work. It is a kind of a, A kind of a, kind of a challenge a a martyrdom almost to say, I'm going to put down all my stuff, all my inhibitions about this interaction with this person, maybe this, um, this homeless person that I've met on the street, maybe this family member that I really don't like, I'm going to put down all of my stuff Right. We talked about, uh, you know, putting our, our baggage down at the at the, the eye of the needle. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to put down all my baggage so that I can encounter Jesus in that person. Wow. That's really, really difficult to do. And we have that opportunity all the time. All the time. Every day, literally everyone that we meet, mm-hmm. everyone in our family. Right. Talk about, um, OK, your 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 kids like it's it's just an ask. Right. Like they're just kind of coming to the mom vending machine and yeah. wanting, you know, wanting the next thing. You know, I, I think I know that a lot of, I'm just a youth minister. I'm not even a parent. And I, I see that in, mm-hmm. in the teens that I work with. Right. And, and, and so for me to kind of be able to take a step back and say, okay, this person is, is maybe objectifying me a little bit. This person is maybe not seeing Christ in me, maybe is not seeing me for the person that I am. But I'm going to try to see them for the person that they are anyway. I'm going to try to see Christ in them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to to work to make Christ present to them in spite of them not really okay. being like open to it, right? In spite Oof. of them not really, not really wanting to see that. Um, I think in a lot of ways, that's where our evangelization starts, especially when we, we talk so often about, you know, or at least in, in youth ministry, I hear so often about, you know, someone will say, well, my, my oldest, um, has completely left the church and, and what do I do? The, the simple and most profound answer, maybe the most complex answer too, at the same time is to continue to be Christ to them. Mm. Because if they feel like you're just judging them for not, yeah. for not going to church, yeah, then really you're kind of giving them a reason to yeah. never enter into that conversation again. It might not be a true reason. Um, but it's a reason yeah. and, and it's, and it's, it's such a difficult balance, right? It's such a difficult path to walk, um, to kind of say like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be here for you in the way that Christ is here for you. I'm going to be um, present to you and, and hopefully uh, really kind of working on um, this relationship with Jesus in the context of our relationship mm-hmm. so that you see it too and that you, so that you can kind of take from that relationship and hopefully it, it 
those, those graces apply to your relationship with God as well. It's a really, really tough thing to do. But like so many other things uh, in, our, in our faith life, we're, we're called to tough things, right? We're called mm-hmm. to tough things. And, and um, parenthood especially, I think, um, is, is one of those things where we can... Um, people spend a lot of time second-guessing themselves. People spend a lot of time wondering if they're doing the right thing. People spend a lot of time uh, losing, losing a sense of their, um, their value, their mm-hmm. worth in again, that word, the minutia, yeah. right, of life. And I think um, there's some, we can, we can all kind of take some solace uh, in, in kind of seeing ourselves in Martha, seeing mm-hmm. ourselves in, in Mary, right? In that, you know, Jesus doesn't abandon Martha. He doesn't Not tell Martha all. that she's bad. And he doesn't chastise her He doesn't either. chastise her either. He's just saying, hey, Martha, like, let's point that energy to a better place. He's like the gaze. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're. You're. You've lost focus on what you're supposed to be gazing at. Mm-hmm. And and when we and really in any relationship, but certainly in parenthood in our families, um, without you know, if if God is not at the center mm-hmm. of of whatever dynamic you know whatever our whatever our family unit looks like, mm-hmm. if God's not at the center. That family is going to have a very very difficult time. Um being there for one another. And really that's kind of like what, that's kind of the point of having that's a family, right? That's kind of what we're called to do. And so when we, um, when we, when we give ourselves that opportunity to, to really gaze, and I, and I love that word, to really gaze at Jesus, um, again, that becomes a prayer. And again, that prayer changes us and mm-hmm. it changes the, the people around us. It changes the world around us, um, in some really profound ways. Yeah. Um, I think again, the 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 thing that we have to kind of look out for is is pride. Is my energy? Is my mm-hmm. my money? Yeah. Is my focus right? Quote needed elsewhere. Right. If 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 nobody takes the dog to the vet this week, you know, then it's not going to happen. Fine. Right? Y'all just have a sick dog. It's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And everything kind of everything kind of breaks <laughs> down. And and I think you know. What, what Jesus is really saying here is, is no, there's a, there's a holy way to take the dog to the vet. Mm-hmm. There's a holy way to ask your family, hey, I need some help here, mm-hmm. right? There's a holy way to ask Jesus even, God, I want to sit at your right hand, right? Like Jesus is not saying that no one can sit at his right hand. He's saying that place has been prepared for some folks in particular. And what you're asking is like really, really heavy, big, I tough stuff. I don't know stuff. if you fully understand exactly what the requirements exactly. are. So, with the so, so I'm going to treat you with some yeah. kid gloves, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rock you to sleep a little bit, and Aww. I'm going to just kind of say, hey, look, like this is going to be really hard, yeah. and and you need to be invested in this relationship with me, so that we can be prepared for it together. Yeah, yeah. and he's a good father, so he does that. He does. And just one little caveat to that. You know, like you talked about people who might not have our families that when you don't have Christ at the center, things are just difficult. But even for the ones who do, you know, he promises us that there's going to be difficult times, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just a matter of keeping the gaze on him. Doesn't take the difficulty away. Mm -mm. Just helps you focus on, on good truth, light, the things that are going to carry you through. Yeah, the 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 grace of the, the the grace of God, the grace of Christ is, um, you know, this is going to sound kind of weird, but to me in my life, it's more like a management tool, right? As opposed to as opposed to like an antidote for suffering, it keeps the suffering in its place, hmm. right? It doesn't allow the suffering it to tampers down the suffering. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't completely you know like get rid of the suffering. Like we, we have to suffer. That's just, that's the thing we all have in common, right? We're not in right. heaven. So by definition, you know, we're made to be in heaven by definition We're we're not there. So naturally it's no fun to not be where we're supposed to be. Right. right? And so it's awkward. Yeah. It's, it's awkward and weird and it feels bad and, and there's stuff that happens in life and, and, you know, so we're hopefully working to get back there and, Again, this relationship with God, and especially this relationship with God in community with other people, um, helps us to keep that suffering in perspective, right? Mm. When I think about, okay, the things that are going on in my life, um, and then I get to to kind of share some of those things with my friend Nikki over coffee, and we both get to kind of vent about our stuff, 
and all of a sudden we both feel better. Yeah. Right. And some of that is because we we, have solved nothing and we have solved nothing. Some of that is because we got it off our chest. Um, a lot of that is just because we shared it with someone and there's someone else carrying it for us now, you know, and, and you know, that's, that's the, um, that's not only the relationship that Jesus wants, uh, for all of us with one another. It's also the relationship that he wants for us with, with him, Mm, like with him specifically. Um, and it, and it takes, you know, it takes some real work, some real, uh, um, I guess some real focus, right? Some real merry time sitting at the feet of Jesus mm. uh, to get to a place where that, I don't even want to say feels comfortable or feels easy, but when it, when it, it feels doable. But we're not wanting to bolt. Yeah. Yeah. We're not wanting to collapse. just, to just like, <laughs> you know, take our ball and go home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 The gaze helps with, with hope. It does. I Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. Hmm. That's a good thought. It is a good thought. It's a, it's a good thought. I feel better just voicing this stuff because the Martha Mary thing, I tend to get real judgy of it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think it helps me with my own pride mm-hmm. to talk about this parable and, and what it means to us in today's world. In, in both of these, and I think to your point, in both of these stories, I think at the first, maybe the first glance before you really dig into them, you think mm-hmm. Jesus is being very, uh, pointed. Ooh, very, he just, he yeah, just he's kind of snapping girl. his fingers mm-hmm. and like, you know, telling people what's what. And I'm sure that's like part of it for him. He wants to be very clear and he's very firm. truthful and yeah. firm with us, but he's also so like patient. And he's loving. so patient in these moments, love. right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's not only, um, he's not just, you know, telling Martha like sit down and be quiet like he's empathizing with her you're worried about so many things right and Jesus he's he's affirming he's he's Mm -hmm. a human being he knows what it is to worry he Mm -hmm. knows what it is to to kind of struggle with with stuff on your mind right her personality and that's important to her and so he's recognizing these things then he just says look I want to be there for that this is how we can make that happen right you you take that one thing necessary you take that better part right and, and we'll make that happen with his disciples. It's the same thing. Like, I'm going to give you an opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity to, to drink the, the cup that I drink and to be baptized with the, the yeah. baptism, you know? Um, and it's, it's not even like a, like a, you just wait and see kind of thing. It's like, Jesus is almost kind of, it's almost like he wants to, to tell them how glorious that's going to be, but he knows not yet. I've got to unfold this slowly for exactly. these kids. Yeah. yeah. And so there's just this really patient attitude mm-hmm. um, about that. Yeah. 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 It's And it's so funny that the, the rest of the disciples, to me, that's so funny that the rest of the disciples get indignant, right? And they get mad at that their... That word again. Yeah. And he's just like, look, I'm talking to all you guys. Y'all, all of, all pipe of, it down. All of you guys listen, grief. right? This is, you know, this is important. Um, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And he's calling all of them to that. Mm. Right. Um, they're like, wait, what? And when we, when we think about, you know, being a parent, when we think about being, uh, you know, a, a son or a daughter, maybe of older parents, right. We yeah. think about giving your life to someone else, being a husband, a wife, being a good friend, whatever, you know, vocation or, or maybe many different little mini vocations in your life, whatever thing that you're really called to, um, it's gotta be sacrificial. But if you're, if you're taking, uh, you know, you're really taking Christ into this, into these different adventures in life that you're having, um, your, your life is going to be sacrificial. It's going to have to be, uh, focused on Jesus first, Jesus first. How you feeling? Whew. Feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. Well, um, we are just about out of time. I kind of thought that maybe we could, excuse me. Burpy I'm telling you, I, like the burps. coffee is killing me right now. It's um, not the coffee jeans. I'm sure it's, it's the soda. soda. I'm sure it's, it's the soda, the but coffee. it tastes like coffee. I'm sure our listener wanted Needs to hear to that. Know Listeners that. wanted we to wanted know that. We wanted to affect all the senses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming to you and smell a vision. Um, cool. Yeah, that would be cool. If it was a coffee smell. Um, yeah. So yeah. Did you see where Disney said that they actually, they actually do that? So if you go to a Disney oh, theme yeah, they park, pump out like the brownies and junk or the waffle 
the waffle cone thing. Yeah, too. Pump and out you, the go smell. To, you go to different parts of the park. Like if you kind of if you kind of get away from. The popcorn, they bring you back. Yeah, they bring you back and things like that. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and uh, and it's really Those based on it's based on the technology that was invented in the '60s called smellovision, which did not take off because it it was impossible to do. It was, Execute. It was designed for um, like outside, like drive-in theaters oh. to make you want to go to the concession stand. I get right? it, and uh, it didn't work. And but Disney was like, "Hmm, that's a good idea. We could use that at yeah. our theme parks. Yeah, for yeah. sure." Mickey, my uh, Mickey cousin. and. Pluto figured it out. (laughs) My cousin was, um, she did like her after college Mm -hmm. thing there. So she gave us a little sneak peek of some of the behind the scenes things. Wow. Yeah. I've never been. Never been to Disneyland. We're going to record live there soon. Are we? (laughs) we? I went to a conference. It was literally right across the street from Disney. Is it land? Which one? It's in, it's land. It's in California, right? Disneyland. Land in California, yeah. Yeah, it was right across the street and I could see like the fireworks at night and it was super cool. I could see some of the roller coasters going around. Um, But you couldn't touch it. I was okay with it, honestly. It's very people-y. I was like, there's Disney World or land or whatever. And then I had really had no desire. All the people. Yep. Yeah. Talk about sacrifice. So there were, <laughs> that would have been a sacrifice. There were parents. Adventure. There were parents with little kids, and sometimes like big families that came back to the hotel I was staying at, and mom and dad would like stroll in, Gosh. and they've got the the Mickey and the Minnie ears. ears on, <laughs> and the kids are just like the kids have been up all day, and they've been Oof. eating sugar all day, and they're just just Zonked. being awful, yeah. right? And mom and dad are just like dragging them back to the hotel. I just. I, Parents, parents are such a wonderful Gosh. thing. Parents are so great. Um, we need more sacrificial, good, Christ-centered yeah. parents in the world because um, they're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did we just land it? I think so. Okay. I think we did. Yeah, uh, we landed it <laughs> on Disneyland. Apparently. All right. Let's pray, and we will. Uh, we will. Pray for you, you you pray for us, and we'll talk at you again next time. Yeah, that sounds good. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen. Our Our Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love y'all, Ragamuffins. Thank you so much for listening and for being, um, just being amazing. Uh, remember that we are, um, we're, we're praying for you. We hope that you're praying for us and, uh, we're all in this boat together. We're all Martha's and Mary's yeah. together. We're all James and John together. And, uh, we want to, um, you're more James than John, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> you knew I wasn't going to be able to leave that I alone. I know, I know. I was, I was, I was there for the taking for sure. Um, we just want you to know that, uh, that we're, we're really, really excited to be on this journey with you. And, and we hope that, uh, we're offering you a little bit of peace and a little bit of insight, uh, into your relationship with God and helping you grow that relationship. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, any questions we can answer or anything like that, please, uh, give us a shout on one of our social media pages or send us an email late to church podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Praying for you guys. Praying for you. Peace. Peace.
The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder, you are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.